Hi and welcome to this latest podcast where we're going to talk about to blanket or not to blanket. It's not a tough decision to make, okay? <laughs> and of course, there is, there's two sides to this where people do like to blanket and sometimes they over blanket. And then there's the other side where people just completely don't believe in blankets, horse blankets, horse rugs, whatever you want to call them. And they don't blanket at all. Now, we all live on a planet that has different weather systems. We all keep our horses in different ways, with different hay, different feeding regimes. We all have different horses. We all have horses that over the past, especially the past 100 years, have are evolving so far from their, you know, from their native origins that some horses you're starting to see that are not really even horse anymore. They're becoming so fragile and stuff like that. What we've got to think about is each horse's individual needs, how they live, what they're fed, how old they are, what kind of work they're in and stuff like that. I personally am not anti-blanket. I think about it. And I understand how the horse's body works. It works like a, a, f- a fantastic machine, actually. So that while they're eating, their body creates heat. And that's one of the reasons it's so important for a horse to have kind of ad-lib hay, for example, or ad-lib forage, so that they can maintain this system. And as we all know, and that's not what this podcast is about, horses are they struggle to cool down you know it takes a lot of energy from them and and they they you know they struggle to cool down but they can warm up quite easily so if we're talking about blankets in my case I only own rain blankets that means they're zero gram and they're to keep off the long rainy days that we have here in the Netherlands where the humidity is high the winds get high there's constant rain for between four days and two weeks, sometimes the whole winter it feels like. And my horses get ad-lib hay. They have a shelter, which by the way, they never use, only to go and eat any fresh straw that's been put down in there. And, you know, they're doing okay and they live in a herd. They don't go in a stable at night. They live outside and they've got an area where their hay is, and they've got a big sand area out back where they can go and roll and play and stuff like that. But of course, they spend the most part of the time at the hay eating. So why do I wear a blanket? Well, one, what I just said, the weather here is is awful. And I know for a fact, I even see it in my own horses and in other horses, If you just take care of them, that one extra little piece, when you take off that blanket, they look wonderful underneath. They look way better than a horse that's been standing with its backside into the wind to protect itself from the rain, with its muscles all tense, shivering. And of course, I also acknowledge that shivering means that the body is already warmed up or is warming up. They look much better. It helps them just live a little bit more of a comfortable life. And if I can help my horse live a bit more of a comfortable life, especially if I spend, I don't know, 140 euros 
when my horse needs it on an osteopath and then the next day they're standing out there with their ass to the wind and now they could be undoing some of that work you know stuff like this so there is nothing wrong with wearing at least a rain blanket so a zero gram one and then in the past 10 years we had extreme weathers where the wind chill was minus 20 and the ground temperature was just below zero it felt awful it came with a lot of icy wind and icy rain um and the horses were miserable they had icicles hanging off of their chin hair icicles in their manes it was awful and that was one of the few times that i actually put a 50 gram rug on just to help the horse get through it and he was so grateful especially my lenny my lenny was so grateful for that and then when the weather changed and dropped to kind of our normal winter range here, which sits around 6 to 10 degrees on average in a, in a you know, between, let's say, December and February. Um, then back to the zero gram blanket. Looking good under there. When to, to help a horse keep warm, of course, they have their fur and their fur lifts it's got a name, it's called pilo erection, so the hair will lift in order to allow the body heat and the warm air to kind of circulate against the skin in order for the horse to, you know, keep warm. That's pretty much the, you know, the dumb science of me explaining that. If you wear 50 gram plus blankets, then, just then, you may be deliberating that you may be preventing the hair being able to lift and create this warm vacuum underneath so over blanketing yes indeed it can make horses cold it can make them colder so we have to be really careful about why we're blanketing for each individual what they need and does it need to change along the way we need to adjust if we shave horses, clip them, and I, I actually uh, don't do that anymore. I used to. I, I, I don't need to at the moment. I'm not in sports. The horse doesn't need that to happen so much that, you know, I'm worrying about them um, drying off in the winter and they could get a chill. Um, but I'm not against it. I'm not against it. That could change if I was to get into more sports or, you know, working with the horse in such a way that, you know they were getting pretty hot in the winter then definitely I would shave but again we also have to be careful there because if we shave the horse's hair off of course we are removing the full effect of the pillow erection happening so therefore the circulation of the warm air against the skin is reduced but it still happens unless you shave them bald, which I don't think anybody does. I sure hope they don't. Um, it's still there, especially if the horse is in a stable at night. You know, they again while they're eating, their body is still producing, you know, this vacuum uh, to keep them warm. So don't be afraid of that in the sense that it doesn't mean they need all of a sudden 200 gram plus blankets to keep them warm another uh thing i would like to talk about is you know how do we monitor if a horse is cold or not well to be honest it's very rare that horses get cold and if they do get cold 
they have a magnificent way to warm up. The biggest um, way for horses to feel cold is when they're standing in the miserable wind and rain combination. This is the time when they're going to feel the coldest. So what we've got to do is we've got to think about during those periods protecting them, helping them. Yes, a shelter can help, but rarely do they want to go in, especially if it's windy because they don't like the sound, the feeling of claustrophobicness. Even if there's thunder and rain, you know, they're they're not often going to go in there. Some horses do, but most don't. If we look at each individual as they are and help them cope, we're going to get along much better and our horses are going to be more healthy. If they're shaved, it doesn't mean you have to go blanketing them if you feel their body and you think they feel like they're cold. If you touch your horse at any given time and you just feel their bodies, it doesn't feel super warm. Now, if you're cold in the winter and your hands are cold and you run your hands under that blanket, of course it's going to feel warmer than the colder air, but if they're not feeling super, super warm, it doesn't mean they're cold. Their core temperature can uh, stabilize at a range of around 25 degrees up to and below zero degrees. So, and even then, it could be lower temperatures. I can't think off the top of my head the exact temperatures, but again, this is where the individuality of each horse comes out. And when I say individual, I'm also talking about their breed. If we look at breeds like Icelandic Fjord Halflinger, they are designed and born to live in ice and snow. The Shetland, <laughs> you know, they come from the Shetland Isles in Scotland where it's just constant rain. They live on rocks by the sea with temperatures that, you know, are just unforgiving. Stuff like that. Now, if we look at Spanish horses, Arabians, well, the Arabian, they're a desert horse. And in the desert, the temperature can get below the zero quickly. Spanish horse, well, they're also kind of, depending on what, breed they are in the Spanish, Portuguese, Brazilian ranges are either mountain horses or range horses. So that means they're designed to live on the flatlands close to the mountain range or, um, you know, in hills and stuff like that. Working horse as well, they are pretty tough and oftentimes are treated like they're glass and they're going to break. They are tougher than they look. But they have to be healthy. They have to have constant access to good food, good roughage, to the point that, you know, they're able to stabilize their own bodies and to keep warm. If we're looking at um, breeding, how breeding has evolved, and unfortunately it is going downhill with regards to, yeah, bad breeding lines, diseases and genetics, the wrong genetics being bred into our horses, they are nothing like they was compared to the you know the seventies and before that. It, it, we're losing the nature in them. I don't believe that's got so much to do with blanketing them. I think that's got to do with just simply bad breeding, and we have to find a way how to help stop that the bad breeding and bring back more of the native blood. That could be another a really nice subject for another podcast actually. 
So going back to the blanketing, if you feel like your horse could benefit from wearing a blanket, wear one. Don't judge their how they are feeling temperature-wise, whether if they're cold or not, by touching their bodies, especially by putting your hand under their blanket. The best monitor, actually, and still it's not really a monitor, is to feel behind their ears, and you will find that behind their ears is oftentimes the warmest place on their body, except for between perhaps their legs, their hind legs especially. Or you take their actual core temperature and taking their their temperature rectal temperature temperature um doesn't always give the indication of the fact that the horse is feeling cold but if you for example over a period of a month took the temperature every day twice a day so in the morning and in the afternoon you're going to see ranges ranges happen oftentimes mares are warmer in the morning I noticed this with my Mia. We had a, um, a strangles epidemic in our province in the Netherlands here a few years back and I took her temperature twice a day, every day, um, just to make sure that she was not um, showing signs of uh, infection. And it was really interesting to just observe her ranges, the different ranges. And I got to speaking with other people and they too said, ah, oh, that their temperature was a bit higher in the morning. Super interesting. My Lenny, he had a good core range, pretty much literally 0.2 difference here and there, but it was pretty steady. During that time, it was February, we had some pretty cold, nasty weather. It was awful because some of the horses were isolated and, um, you know, put in a field far away as possible from the main part of our barn to uh, be isolated to get over this terrible um, infection and it was awful some of the horses were left to stand there in the rain for days on end with abscesses bursting out of their neck without the help of a blanket I didn't think that was necessary it was so they already felt so miserable why not help them out with a blanket during these times you know it was just absolutely heartbreaking to see you could say that some of the horses felt better, even recovered quicker, just because they had the simple help of a blanket. It made them feel better. Because remember, horses are energy animals. If they feel unwell and you keep treating them like they're unwell, guess what's going to happen? They're going to start to stay sick or feel sick or just not feel good all round energy-wise. And if you don't feel good energy-wise then yes, you're going to feel worse. And that is exactly what happens to horses. Even if they're feeling terrible with a temperature of 40 degrees plus and got abscess bursting out of their neck because of the strangles infection, you can help them make make them feel better by wearing a blanket and just being in a more positive mood. I saw this happen in front of my own eyes. It lifted their spirits. So all in all, guys, think about your own horse and your horse's needs. Don't over-blanket them. Do a little bit of research and learn how their bodies work. Don't let people scare you into thinking that blankets are bad. I never knew a horse to die from wearing a blanket. 
at least not just from by actually wearing it. Maybe some horses have got themselves trapped or something like that. But again, that shouldn't scare you. These are stories that I've never actually heard of, and I've been around horses since 1979. So don't let that scare you. Don't let people put you off. If people ask you, why are you blanketing your horse? You don't even have to answer them. You have there's absolutely no reason why you have to answer them. But if you do want to answer them, you say, because that's what I feel my horse needs right now. And if they try to sway you or tell you you're doing the wrong thing, especially, and this is only, of course, if you're not over-blanketing, just tell them thank you. It's as simple as that. And that's pretty much the same with everything with regards to horse training and advice. Okay, do if you do your research and you are comfortable in your decisions, then it's fine. It's really fine and you're you know that you are doing the absolute best for your horse. If you have any questions about blanketing, you know, anything like that really, you're always welcome to reach out to me either via email or by social media. You can find me across all social media platforms at Get Good With Horses. So I hope this podcast was useful and I hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Bye for now. You have been listening to Zoe's Horse Bites podcast. Powered by Get Good With Horses courses and online training academy by Zoe Code.